This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we will help you learn to invest in 20 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name's Bryce and as always, I'm joined by Alec Renahan. How are you going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. How are you? Good, mate. Good, mate. Good to be back chatting all things stocks with you. Yeah, it's strange to hear you use my actual name. Yeah, no, it was just a follow-up on our last episode where I made sure that uh, I, I made it clear that your real name was Alec and not Ren. And I thought for a good follow-up and reminder, I'll throw in Alec Renahan, but from here on in, it's going to be back to Ren. Yeah, great, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. Look, you know, uh, as we said, Christmas is coming around uh, very quickly and... Obviously, that means the end of the year and we are going to have a bit of a break, rest, recharge and think about how we're going to tackle 2019 with equity mates. So rather than have no content come out of that at that period of time, uh, Ren, we're going to drip feed some episodes once a week for about five weeks. And we've decided that the best way to do that will be to do some deep dives into some unknown random Australian companies, something that we haven't really done uh, recently, but I think it's a great idea. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, it'll be good. I think, well, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, we would, we would, look, we were tossing up what we would do over Christmas. We wanted some timeless content. Do we rehash old interviews that we thought, you know, uh, would be valuable for people who just joined the podcast? Um, but you know, people can listen to our interviews anytime. Mm. Uh, so we figured let's find some truly random and really obscure companies, do a bit of research on them, talk through our process. That's probably more the point rather than what the companies are and what the outcomes of the research are, but just, you know, talk through the way we gather information, what we think is important. I'm sure there will be some funny companies that we end up with. (laughs) It'll be really, it'll be really disappointing if we just end up with like Telstra, BHP, Commonwealth Bank. Um, that would be so boring. Yeah, 
I mean that that those companies have been done to death. So the way that we're going to try and avoid picking the big end of town, I've got a random letter generator here. We've we're just gonna just randomly generate ASX codes until we end up with the five companies that we're gonna deep dive on. Yeah, look, really looking forward to it, Ren. I think for me, it's going to be a great way to recap a lot of the things that we've learned over the last 12 months, particularly in terms of uh, strategies for approaching this. You know, we've spoken to a number of investors who have different approaches, be it, um, you know, looking at it from a point of view of day trading through to that the deep value side of things. So how we go about researching the companies, I'm going to try and put a few different uh, strategies theories and and practices in in and see what uh differences come out so i'm keen let's kick in you've got a random generator i do what are we gonna what's our first company ticker asx now the one issue with this i was having a play around before the show is that there's a lot of three letter combinations that aren't asx codes so uh just bear with us we might have to do some selective editing (laughs) <laughs> but uh, the first company is JFS. JFS. Which, if we Google, is not an ASX listed company. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, VKB. No. Oh no! All right, you you Google. I'll generate. Yep. All right. What do we got? <laughs> Oh, mate, the next one is QWQ. No way. <laughs> there's no way. No oh, there's too many combinations. Uh, this okay, a great can we idea. limit this somehow? Do I get, all right, do I get rid of some letters? Like Z, V, what, W? Oh, that might be X I'll get rid of. Um, What else is rare? Q, maybe? Yeah, go all right. Q. Let's go. W-I-U. Oh, I don't reckon that's going to be one either. W-I-U. No, it's not No. One. S-M-J. Oh, this sounds good. S-M-J. Oh, uh, is it? Uh, D-listed, 2012. Oh. <laughs> L-I-M. Oh, this sounds good. No, D-listed, 2007. <laughs> What on earth? Okay, next. DLL. No, nothing. Nah. Far out. All right. Maybe we need to approach this a different way. Okay. <laughs> so for our listeners, they no time will have passed. Um, but no. for, for us, a little bit of time has. <laughs> um, we quickly realized that the there are a lot of combinations of uh, uh, that can be made from the alphabet. And there's actually not, not that many companies on the ASX. <laughs> Good learning so, for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we're going to change our approach a little bit. Um, instead, we're going to... So I'm going to randomly generate two letters and then you're going to put that into a ASX company search, like ticker search. And then what? We're just going to choose the top one on the list? Yeah. And if this doesn't work, it'll only be an instant before you hear what try number three is. (laughs) For us, it'll be a little bit longer. Yeah. All right. Hit me. All right. First letter. Oh, God. (laughs) 
No, what is it? <laughs> VJ. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> at least they'll believe. At least people believe it's random. All right, next one. So V. Oh, mate. Yeah, it's, I've already looked. There's nothing. Okay, next. Next one. OT. OT. I'm, I'm feeling good about this one. Yeah, same. No. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> BB. Here we go. There'll be something here. Yes. BBN. First one is BBN. Baby Bunting Group. <laughs> okay. L for Lima, R for Romeo. Yes, LRS, Latin Resources Limited. Great. All right, next one, UX. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, no. Oh, we were on such a roll. No. Next. Okay. <laughs> GP. Yes. Geo Pacific Resources, or uh, okay, or we've got a couple here because I'd like to not do all resources. Yeah, Sathra (laughs) Geo Pacific Resources. We've got Green Power Energy, GPS Alliance, or GPT Group. Let's do GPT Group. Find out what they do. Okay, GTP. Done. Next. L for Lima, D for Dog. No. Okay. Uh, D for dog, O for octopus. No, yes, we've got Doremius PLC. <laughs> All right, add it in. <laughs> okay, so we're on, we've got four, is that right? Yes, this is the lucky last. Okay, God, these Christmas episodes are either going to be very good or very average. <laughs> Next, what's the lucky uh, last? QQ. No. Okay, um, next one, I-I. No. Uh, P for Peter, F for Fred. Yes, Prime Financial, PFG. Great. That only... (laughs) (laughs) That took way too long. (laughs) Maybe give us a quick rundown of uh, who we have, just for our... Oh, bro, I only wrote down the tickers. I didn't write down their names. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got oh, BBN, well, yeah. LRS, GPT, DLR, and PFG. We'll let uh, we'll leave it at that, and then when it comes to the time, uh, we'll give a lot more information about the company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, so okay. what 
what was meant to be a three minute start to the episode has turned into an editing nightmare. But... <laughs> Uh, yes, absolute shocker. Anyway, anyway, let's move on to some proper content and wrap it up nice and nicely. So, speaking of companies and um, you know looking into them, doing a bit of research, Ren, next year is potentially a very big year for two American companies. Something that you've been keeping an eye on, and we have discussed on the show previously, and that is Uber and Lyft, both ride-sharing companies have said that they will be targeting an IPO initial public offering sometime in 2019. Now, this is massive news because they're both incredibly large tech companies, both in Silicon Valley, both with different valuations, but both obviously in the billions. And uh, it's going to be incredibly interesting to see how the investors who are all in the same pool, I guess, both ride-sharing companies are going to react to and take up these IPOs. So what we're going to do, Ren, is discuss Lyft versus Uber. Who would you choose if you were doing the IPO? So how do you want to, how do you want to start this? Should we give a bit of background into Lyft and Uber? Um, you know, they're both private companies. And for those that are unaware, private companies don't have to give financial statements and, uh, and uh, sort of update anyone really on their financial health of their company that's something that is mandated if you are a public company so um, going into these IPOs you know sometimes you can be a bit blind as to actually how well these companies are performing but as they're such massive companies and they want to get investors on board going into next year both of them have started to release some figures on on the health of their company and we both know that they're not profitable so let's start with that I think Ren would you think you know you want to start there yeah Neither of them make money. No, no. <laughs> like all good technology IPOs. I think we've said it before on the show. U- Uber was once labeled the world's largest wealth distribution scheme. It takes money from rich venture capitalists and gives it to uh, the general public in the form of subsidized transport. So, <laughs> so really, the the top end of town is just subsidizing your taxi fares. So... That's one way to lose money. Yeah. But yeah, the I guess one company that's losing money is valued at $120 billion, according to Wall Street. Uh, and another company that is also losing money is valued at $15 billion, according to those same investment banks. Mm. So maybe we start with how two things that are losing money can be valued so differently it's a good good idea well for me one one thing is the the percentage that they have in terms of uh, market share in in the ride sharing space and also the number of different offshoots they have that is not just ride share but other sorts of businesses so we know that uber for example has uber eats and it's now looking at going into freight booking and it's doing scooters and bikes all in the ride sharing space as well Um, and it's also aggressively expanding internationally well it it had planned to I think now that the new CEOs come in they've chilled on that a bit to sort of save the large capital outlay that it takes to do large international expansion so US 
ride share revenue is for Uber was about 70%, I think, and market share for Lyft is about 30%. So that's one reason that I think there's a massive difference in, in valuation. Would you agree, Ren? Yeah, 100%. So Uber is valued at $120 billion, and you mentioned Uber Eats. They estimate that Uber Eats alone as a company would be worth $20 billion. So they're wow. actually saying that Uber Eats it's, as a company itself is worth more than Lyft which is pretty fascinating when you think about it, but it makes sense. You see, you go to restaurants these days and you just see Uber Eats bags everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Yeah. But um, as part of the as part of looking at this episode, I sort of went back a few years and put together their last five years of revenue because neither of them are making a profit. So it's not... I mean, you can look at earnings and they don't really report earnings. Um but they are reporting revenues. So to give you an idea of the difference, in 2014, Uber made $495 million in revenue and Lyft made $130 million. Um, in 2015, Uber went to $1.5 billion and Lyft to $200 million. Uh, 2016, Uber went to $6.5 billion, Lyft to $700 million. Uh, 2017, Uber to $7.8 and Lyft just cracked a billion in 2017. And in the first half of 2018, Uber did five and a half billion uh, and Lyft did 900 million. So the the respective uh, compounding annual growth rates of the company, Uber is compounding at about 18% a year and Lyft is compounding at about 70% a year. So Uber started at a much higher base and is at a much higher number now. They expect it to do 10 or 11 billion in revenue this year in 2018. But Lyft, they expect to do 1.8 billion, um, but it is growing at a much faster rate. So I guess when you think about investing in them, it's really do you want the big established you know, uh, market leader, which is Uber, which is growing a little bit slower, or do you want the uh, the young upstart nipping at its heels that is growing at 70%? It's a good, good question. And what first comes to mind for me, I think, is what is the cost for Lyft to have to have... What, what, what outlay are they, they doing at the moment? What, what's their cost, like customer acquisition cost and that sort of stuff, marketing costs that are allowing them to grow at such hefty rates because I'm sure it's not going to be sustainable for that for a long period of time, those rates. And obviously they're taking away market share from Uber or I'm assuming that's what's happening, but surely it's costing them a lot of money to do so. And I would be interested to see what that cost really is. So you're, you're saying you would prefer to invest in Uber? No, I'm not making a preference right now. I'm just okay. saying that I'm just saying that if they're growing at such extraordinary rates and of and Uber wouldn't just be sitting back letting this happen, they'd also be throwing large amounts of cash at, at marketing and product development and all that sort of stuff. I'm interested to know you know how much how long they can sustain this growth rate for and how much it's costing them because I'm sure it's costing them a lot of money. Yeah, so unfortunately, there's not a huge amount of reporting on how much they are spending and where they're spending it and stuff like that. We'll start no. to get it. We'll start to get it probably at the start of next year because 
in the lead up to their IPO, they're probably going to start doing quarterly reporting, at least to journalists. So, you know, there's a bit more information and people can make decisions around IPOs. I just think it's interesting that, and I mentioned it before, the difference in their approach of, of expansion. Lyft is limited primarily to the US and has a couple of cities in Canada, whereas Uber operates internationally. And, you know, they're, they're trying to expand across a lot of countries. So that's just something else to consider. So with that, though, like Uber sold their China operations and uh, I think they sold a bunch of other international operations that weren't doing too well. So, you know, maybe they're, uh, they're you know, taking a step back, consolidating a little bit more. Yeah, well, we, we know the value of niche markets and, and focusing your efforts on, on one market, making them very pleased before going going hard elsewhere. So who knows, Uber might have gone too hard too early. But all right, Ren, so hit us up. What's your preference? Who's it going to be? Um, do you want to go first? Um, I honestly haven't made up my mind. Uh, interesting. I mean, that was yeah. the premise of this episode. <laughs> I know, I know. But look, I, to be honest, if I, if I was if I was to, well, we are going to have the opportunity to to buy into it, hopefully through through stake or whoever. But I think I I wouldn't be buying in straight away in either of them. I think I'd be waiting to see how it all plays out. Um, however, given market share, given revenue, not particularly revenue growth, but given revenue, um, given brand name. And given the fact that it has a business on its own that is valued at more than Lyft itself, which worst case scenario could be sold off, I would be investing in Uber. Fair enough. I thought you would say that. <laughs> I, oh, Mr. Contrarian. I am gonna buck. I am gonna buck the trend. Cab charge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So looking at their revenue numbers, uh. And just doing like basic price to sales based on the values. If Uber's uh, valued at 120 billion and they're earning, let's be generous and say 11 billion in revenue a year, their price to sales is 10.9. Lyft at 15 billion in value and 1.8 billion in revenue is 8.3. Compare that to you know your your standard Nasdaq. Uh, stocks like Facebook is 9.4. So in between those two, Amazon 4.2, Alphabet 6.3, NASDAQ 100 is 3.5. So really both of the companies are expensive for what they're earning or mm. what their revenue is. Um, but Lyft is cheaper. Uber at its valuation would be up there with the highest uh, price to sales ratios in America. Mm. So I think the fact that Lyft is growing at you know seventy percent a year annualized, um, it's going this year from uh, one billion to expected one point eight. Like it's not slowing down, um, and it's a little bit cheaper. I really like. Um, and then in terms of its future prospects, I think it is notable that Alphabet and Lyft have partnered and Alphabet, I think, invested something like a billion dollars in Lyft. And if you've been following Waymo at all, the 
other the, yeah, the yeah. self-driving uh, company that Alphabet has invested a lot of money in, they've actually they're steaming ahead with their self-driving technology. There may be a nice little uh, three-way partnership that emerges here if Lyft has the pickup technology and all of that, the platform, and then Waymo, who's Alphabet's other partner, has the technology, and if they come together um, and they're ahead of where Uber are with self-driving technology, there, there might be... Uh, there might be big things in the future there. So I think uh, it's a little bit cheaper. It's growing a little bit faster and the upside may be more. So for those three reasons, I'm uh, I'm going the scrappy the underdog. Lift. Yeah. Well, to be honest, when, when the IPO happens, I'll probably be like you and just uh, steer clear, but there's no fun in saying that. No, it's not why we're here. I think the interesting, the really interesting thing to see will be that at this stage, Lyft is going first. They reckon March or April next year, and then Uber will be in yeah. the second half of next year. Yeah. So, like, will investors just wait and see and not touch Lyft and wait for yeah. Uber, or will Lyft's IPO go really well and will Uber's pre-IPO value skyrocket and will everyone want to get in, or will Lyft tank and then will Uber's IPO be scuttled? It's a really interesting dynamic for these. It would be like if Coles and Woolies both yeah, had time. an IPO in the same year. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And both similar pool of investors. So, yeah, comparisons will definitely be made. And uh, I can't, I'm actually really excited for it. Some of the biggest IPOs that we've probably seen since Alibaba in 2014. So, it's going to be massive. Yeah. Well, uh, there were some, some big ones this year. You know, you had, what, Spotify and... Um, yeah, not 120 billion though. Yeah, true. That is true. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Nice. Either way, I'll keep using their services. So. Yeah, same. That's one thing. Love it. All right, Ren. Well, let's mark that down for something to watch for both of us. 2019. I've gone Uber. You've gone Lyft. But I think we've both agreed that in reality, we're probably not going to go either of them to begin with. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out, as I'm sure a lot of other investors will. So this was a fun episode. I really enjoyed it. Hopefully, uh, we can edit it down so it's not such of a nightmare <laughs> at the start <laughs> of the episode. We've got five companies that neither of us have heard or read about before that we're going to do some research and then uh, we'll release that over the Christmas period. So stay tuned. If you were wondering what Renners was talking about with price to sales, we'll probably address that a bit when we discuss our book of the month which is the market that's still the little book that still beats the market by joel greenblatt um, so don't worry if that was confusing for you as we will definitely address that unless you have anything else to add ren we'll leave it there um and talk next week nah sounds good equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned this is general advice only Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
can't even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.